What's going on, Dropout Degree fam? We're coming at you guys with another podcast today talking about what it's like to be an influencer. Um, and not just an influencer, you know, that's a weird word, right? Influencers in the sense of when we hear that word now, we think of you know social media influencers. And when you really break down that word, when you have people following you online, you know a lot of you guys that uh, follow this podcast, you guys want to be an influencer. You guys want us to grow your social medias. You guys want to be on YouTube. You want to be an influencer. And a lot of people don't realize that with that word comes the responsibility of you influencing thousands of people. Um, and that's what this podcast is about. So I'm here with Josh. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh, first off, before we get this thing started, um, I want to thank everybody that's been tuning in, listening to the podcast. Um, we recently hit top 10 uh, business podcasts on iTunes. Um, and that's obviously because you guys are listening, you're tuning in, you're leaving your reviews. Uh, if you haven't left a review yet, we'd appreciate it if you are getting value out of this podcast. Uh, and we're going to be trying to push out more podcasts, more content, more value to you guys um, on a more regular basis. Um, so one, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, we are actually here today uh, with my good friend and buddy. Um, his YouTube social media name is Odie Productions. Um, he's a master affiliate marketer, uh, done multi-million dollars in sales through affiliate marketing. He actually came down to the penthouse today. Um, we were running around earlier, cruising around town. He had a slam guinea, shooting flames, absolutely crazy. Crazy. Thought he was gonna burn off my front, my front bumper, uh, but yeah. So he's here today. I'm excited to be introducing him. This is the Dropout Degree Podcast. Find out what it takes to win big as an entrepreneur, regardless of your age, education, or financial background. Hosted by two of the world's most influential millennial entrepreneurs, Jeffrey Bunning and Jet Set Fly. Uh, you want to give them a little rundown, uh, a little bit of background story about you? Yeah, sure. Josh, Jeff, thank you guys for having me and featuring me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here, finally connect with you guys. Uh, so for those who don't know me, I go by ODI Productions on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, I'm just about 150K subs on YouTube, which is like my main social media platform if you guys haven't heard of me. Uh, basically, I started online business when I was 19 years old. And when I was 21, I dropped out of UCLA my senior year with... 3.5 GPA and I just went all in on affiliate marketing and affiliate marketing is my main online business model. I'm really obsessed with passive income, creating systems where you can uh, basically create websites and content that can continue to sell and make money um, even when you don't touch it for you know months or not if not years. Uh, so anyways, that's what I've been doing. I'm 25 now and you know um, I've been sharing my story on YouTube for about a year and I'm just so in love with affiliate marketing and just sharing uh, the message of you know passive income and online business. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. Cool. Um, so this is my first time meeting you. I know Josh has met you before. Um, I don't know how long you guys been friends. Uh, a little bit over a year. Over a year, yeah. Okay. Um, and so you you're mostly on YouTube, mm -hmm. right? We mostly do Instagram and you know ads and all of that stuff. So you, it's kind of interesting because like with Instagram, we get to live our lives through photos and right. you know, Instagram stories is kind of daily stuff. And with YouTube, it's, it's totally different, yeah. right? You yeah. have to create content, make it entertaining, make sure it's entertaining. You know, we kind of live in the, the realm of, we just post things, you know, mm -hmm. we just post our day to days. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand how much work goes into YouTube, right? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Like. So Instagram, what's nice about that, and I honestly, I'm I've been slacking on it, and you know, posting pictures every day and stuff like that. But I do stories, 
and it's cool doing a story because you don't have to plan it. You know what I mean? And I hate that about YouTube. You actually have to plan your videos or else you're not gonna be getting the engagement uh, that you're looking for. Because on YouTube, people are looking for value. You know what I mean? So they're looking for, they wanna get tutorials, they wanna get information. But on Instagram, you can kinda just live your life. You know what I mean? And you can give value when you want to. But then with YouTube, it's kinda like you have it's to- It's like much more of a grind. Yeah, it is. And people don't know, um, that all these other YouTube influencers who only rely on, let's say, AdSense and views, they, it, it's a job and it's a grueling job. Cause I mean, you have to basically plan out um, doing content every day, if not every other day, you know, every week. And then you have to deal with so much in terms of like YouTube's algorithm. If you start, if you start getting less views, you start having to, you know, go kind of like towards the extremes. And we've seen like Logan Paul, for example, you know, it can, it can get, it can become a nasty game when yeah. all you're going after is views. One of the things that I noticed with YouTube is you tend to have one, a bit more critics, yeah. uh, because a lot of people are expecting this, you know, perfect spot on content, this outrageous content, you know, something that's very different from the next person to, you know, keep their attention. So mm -hmm. on the uh, flip side, it brings a lot more critics, people, you know, talking shit, you know, in the comments, <laughs> people calling you out, people trying to, yep. you know, portray some sort of image about you that may or may not be true. Besides on Instagram, it tends to be more of a uh, community of people who just kind of, they like you just because they like you, which mm -hmm. is why they're tuning into your daily life. Um, as well as on Instagram, I feel like Instagram is one of those platforms that you're allowed to just be you, 100% you, yeah. and not really receive much negative attention. But on YouTube, you might have people who are trying to, uh, for example, use your name to boost their own credibility or use your mm -hmm. name to you know try to put you down to make themselves uh, you know look in a, in a better view. Um, and it's, I think it's really interesting on like how those platforms are different and how the yeah. fan base and audience base on each platform, how they react and the, and the things they say and do. Yeah, that's so true because when you mentioned that, um, you know, when the cameras start rolling for YouTube, I kind of like, everyone kind of puts on like a different face. You right. know what I mean? They put on this mask and for they sure. just like, they, it's like, it's hard to be authentic. But like on Instagram, you're just living your life and you can kind of just like, kind of be yourself show what you do on a daily basis and that's what i like about it because youtube um you know like there's a lot of real but there's a lot of fake you know what i mean and people they'll bring these like personalities that are just totally different on camera but then you meet them in real life and they're like a totally different person no, i've seen that first yeah. <laughs> i have a lot of big uh youtuber friends like not mm, even yeah. just in the entrepreneur space but like actual influencers with yeah. like millions and millions and millions of uh, subscribers and I'd honestly say maybe there's only like two or three of them I can yeah. think of at the top of my head who are actually how they are in real life, yeah. how they are <laughs> on camera. Uh, a good example would be my good buddy Corey Funk, you know, the Funk Bros. Mm -hmm. Like on camera, it's super high energy, it's super excited and you know, fired up and willing to do crazy shit. And they're just like that in real life. Yeah. I'm like, they're the only ones I've met. Yeah, they're, they're, like yeah, they're identical. really probably the only wow. ones. But then I see a lot of other big YouTubers. I've been to a lot of influencer parties. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to you know, specifically mention names, yeah. but I've seen them and on, you know, on camera, like, hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> and a person like, uh, hello? <laughs> you know, exactly, I, yeah. I just thought, I was like, wow, that is nuts. Mm -hmm. you know, and I just sometimes I wonder, I'm like, well, I wonder what their fans would think if they actually knew. Because, and then I've kind of put YouTube sometimes in the category, especially depending on what niche you are, mm -hmm. it's almost like acting or like a TV show compared to just like a reality uh, of, you know, or them yeah. showing the reality or them documenting the reality. A lot of the times it's just acting, yeah, you know, depending on what niche you're in. So before we get too much into social media and we just start talking about this, um, I want to give the Dropout Degree fam some background about you and the source of credibility. You know, at 150,000 subs, 
a lot of our people might not know you mm-hmm. and there might be a lot of you know as we're growing in this podcast space there might be a lot of people that see this podcast and have no idea who you are um so i want to ask like maybe how long have you been doing youtube mm-hmm. right so i've been doing youtube for actually i think running on eight years and wow. it's funny because i've only shared my face in the last one year oh so that's why there's so what this- were you doing before so I was actually doing affiliate marketing. So I was reviewing headphones and I was doing tech reviews. But I, I was scared to show my face because I, I just didn't want to share myself online like that. Yeah, some pe- I was slow to start like that too, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I did is I would do these reviews with my hands and I would just do a voiceover over the videos. And then I would just take like, you know, slow-mos and like panning shots of the headphones and I would just do the voiceover with the mic because I was like scared to, you know, like share myself online. But as time went on and I saw other like entrepreneurs and stuff get on YouTube, I'm like, okay, it's like, you know, it's like kind of safe to come out, you know? So I shared my story about a year ago. I think August 2017 was the first time I shared my background. And by the time I was already like, I was killing it with affiliate marketing for like, oh, like, so your channel was like big already or you were just making good money? I was just making good money. That's what's crazy because in the Before you ever showed your face. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that shows you that you don't need to really have that personal brand to be successful but at the same time the personal brand has opened up so much doors for me in the last year so i'm on both sides where like i understand the person who's scared to share themselves but when you do share yourself it opens up opportunities that you may not have had before because people just didn't know who you are so what what type of leap of uh progression Mm. or you know did you see when you went from just you know being a mask behind the camera mm. when you actually started, you know, showing yourself. Like, what type of income jump, what type of opportunity jumps forward? What were some things that opened up that wouldn't have opened up if you didn't start showing your face and showing your story? Oh, I started uh, connecting with professional athletes, NFL athletes, celebrities who've been on TV. Um, and we started to, I had some people even join my program who were like professional athletes. And it was wow. just, it was crazy to me. And then from that, I got to meet other professional athletes and then celebrities and stuff like that. So it's gotten me kind of like my foot in the door in certain social circles, like I'm sure you guys would agree that no, like before when I didn't have a face and I didn't have like this brand, yeah, it was they wouldn't really care about me. You it's know just what I mean? a YouTube name. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so I was just going to say, what's funny is before uh, I shared myself, I actually was getting mad views. On these headphone reviews, I was getting like 300,000, 400,000, 500,000 views. I was killing it. How much does someone get paid for a video that does that? Because, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. them, I feel like maybe like 70% of our audience doesn't make much money. Yeah, no, 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 no. that's true. Yeah. That's why um, I preach affiliate marketing because all these influencers who rely on views, you you basically get paid $2 for every thousand views. That's the regular average CPM, you know, two bucks for every thousand views. I didn't know any of this, so. Yeah, you would have to get millions of views just to make a full-time living. And even me, myself, I'm not getting millions of views. I've gotten millions of views. I've gotten like around 26 million on my channel. But the money I earn from YouTube is peanuts compared to the money I made from affiliate marketing from like Amazon Associates and from actually promoting like, you know, high ticket products and so forth. Right. So the reason I ask that is because like, you know, if someone had is listening to this right now and they don't really know what business they want to get into, mm-hmm. they don't know exactly what they want to do. Um, would you recommend starting like a YouTube channel and doing that that route? Or do you feel like that's kind of dying out or, you know? I would totally recommend it, but I wouldn't rely on it as your sole source of income. That's the problem that a lot of people have is they go in on YouTube, but they go in all the way. And the problem is 
I know certain people who had multi multiple millions of subscribers, they got their income cut to a 10th overnight because of demonetization, because of all the, you know, the politics and stuff. Right. Um, and they stopped uploading videos because yeah. it turned out that the only reason they were uploading was to make money, even though yeah. they said that, you know, they would they would do this even if it wasn't for the money. When they get their income cut into a 10th because of something that's like not under their control, then we'll see how much you love YouTube after that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But it is important because when you create this channel, you're building your personal brand. And the personal brand is the one thing that you keep with you wherever you go. And whatever business you do, you can take that with you. You know what I mean? Right. I had uh, quite a few friends, actually, when I used uh, to go out and go to a lot more of these influencer events. Mm -hmm. And they would have anywhere between 300,000 to 500,000 uh, YouTube subscribers. These mm -hmm. people are making like... Ten to forty thousand dollars a month in ad revenue, uh -huh. and I think they call it the uh, the ad crisis or something like that. Yeah, uh, when they had yeah, like yeah. That, all that demonetization for people that were you know creating you know inappropriate content or mm -hmm. cussing in their content. Yep. And I literally seen them go from twenty thirty thousand dollars a month to five hundred dollars a month. Wait, they'll, they'll demonetize you for cussing? Yeah, there's, there's yeah. It's just a lot more strict, like like a lot mm -hmm. like sexual content. Yeah, making those anything type of that's even suggestive is like yeah. Yeah. So, but like so, if I make a video and I say like fuck. As long right. as you're not overdoing it. Yeah, if you, you say know, it like say once, I think you can get away, but if you say it multiple times, but, then... And it also depends on like the concept you're using it in. So for example, if, if the, the, the video is about, like if you're saying like, hey, like, you know, fuck, as in terms of sexualize, then that's more likely to get, uh, you know, demonetized. Mm. The main being like, you know, I fucking yeah. hate, you know, this yeah. business. So <laughs> I've seen people literally go from twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month to $500 yeah. a month, and they're coming to me like, dude, I need help. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay my rent. Like, exactly. Like, I want, what do I need? Should I sell? Should I sell merchandise? Should I, you know, start drop shipping? What should I do? Yeah. And for me, I was just like, wow. And but at the same time, on the flip side, for people in the entrepreneur space, my channel was, you know, a ten, not even a tenth, honestly, a one one hundredth of their size. Mm -hmm. You know, getting, you know, literally nowhere near their amount of views. And my channel was making the, like four or five times more than them. And they were like, how are you doing it? Like my videos get millions of views, yours get like ten thousand views. Yeah, yeah, you're making four or five thousand dollars a month, and I'm making five hundred dollars a month. So it also depends with YouTube. It depends on like the type of content, the type of ads that are being run yeah. on it. Like there's a lot of different variables. They're, they're focused on the wrong thing. See, that's that's why I see with so many bigger YouTubers is that they're focused on views and right. they're not focused on their core product. If they even have a core product, you right. know what I mean? Um, yeah, and, if you're a personal brand, you have to sell something. Yeah, like, exactly. Like there's there's got to be there's a stage when you build personal brands like. So, you know, you built your YouTube channel off of, you know, product, you know, uh, reviews, reviews, reviews mm -hmm. and that type of stuff. And then, you know, if YouTube had decided, hey, we don't really like your channel, let me demonetize you. This is the problem with most people in their businesses. Most people start a business, right? And then they think, okay, this business is doing well and it's gonna be good forever. And then the problem is, is, is when you have a company or a person that has control of your income mm -hmm. in any area. For example, if your only business is an Amazon dropshipping business or a Shopify dropshipping business, if Shopify goes out, decides number one, you know, hey, I don't like your store, I'm gonna close you down mm -hmm. today. You know, number two, your payment processor gets shut down. Number three, Shopify goes out of business, you know, whatever it is, your ads account gets shut down, your entire business is gone. And this is where there's so many loopholes in the marketplace right now for people like yourself to come up, mm -hmm. make millions of dollars by being you. And the reason you're being able to sustain it is because you didn't just go the route where so one company or one person can say, take away your income overnight. Yep. You decided to put a face behind the name. You decided to have build a tribe, right? And mm -hmm. when you build that tribe, it allows you to really make infinite money because, and not directly, you know, selling, let's say educational stuff or whatever, but you have a wide variety of things you can go into when you have a follower base that's based on you and not based on what you're doing, if that makes sense, yeah. or the company you're in. Because right. if, if you only have a personal brand based on 
you know, uh, some random niche in YouTube like reviews and reviews get shut down, you don't have a brand anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you have a brand sold on you, it's different. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people miss. And a lot of people idolize, idolize us too, you know? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing because, you know, Josh and I went to Beverly Hills the other day and we were just walking around shopping and we got stopped like 10 times. Oh yeah, he was telling me that. That's crazy. It's like being a celebrity. Yeah, and that's and that was in LA. We live in the mm. OC, and mm. in the OC, we get stopped probably about once to twice yeah, a day. Yeah, we can't go out now without... And this <laughs> like, is not to we, sound cocky. Yeah, it's just like, if we want to just enjoy ourselves, or we want to go out, we want to go on a date, we want to go hang out with some buddies and just be ourselves for a bit, uh -huh. it's like, we got to wear, like, black hoodies and, like, black jeans, and, <laughs> yeah. like, can't even be drive, like, our main cars, yeah. you know? And don't get me wrong, like, I, lo I love going out sometimes and, you know, talking to people and, you know, shedding knowledge and stuff like that, but sometimes I just want to be me. Mm. It's a weird know? thing. We live in a weird time. Like, there's girls yes. on Instagram that have... 10 million followers of just people looking at their ass. <laughs> exactly. That's a weird time we live in. <laughs> just think about that. That's a weird time. Yeah. You know, like obviously we have people that follow us for different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's just, there's chicks, you know, Summer Ray. She gets, she's like 10 million followers of people that just stare at her ass. And that's a weird, it's a weird time we live in. Yeah. The crazy thing is actually a lot of these a big, you know, some of the obviously higher level ones are like 10 million followers. They're probably making some sort of income. Mm -hmm. uh, but I met a lot of Instagram models or I know a lot of friends that are, you know, close with Instagram models. And they have like millions of followers, and they're making like less than a thousand dollars a month. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, all the time. Like that, I can't even like like correlate that in my mind. It doesn't even make sense. Okay, yeah. so let's spend the next fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, talking about this. Two things. Number one, how people can build a personal brand and the right way to do mm -hmm. it. Okay. And number two, you know, the perks and the flaws of doing it. Mm. Not everyone is made for this, right? Yeah. Not everyone wants this. And a lot of people think they do. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's just dive into building a personal brand. Obviously, you did it different than us. You know, mm -hmm. you made tech reviews. You became a personality yourself. Now you are more of, I feel like, you know, from what I know of you, you're more in the entrepreneur space now, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're teaching people how to make money. Yeah. Correct? Mm -hmm. um, so you're now more of an affiliate for, you know, training, right? Yeah. Okay. Digital products. Yeah, digital products. And number one, Anyone watching this, don't ever be scared or get turned off by when someone says that, okay? Because the thing is, is people be paying, people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for community college courses where you learn dog shit. <laughs> and yeah. you know, when people that are real and people have real results and people that make real money decide to go out there and train and teach, and this has been going on forever. I mean, people have been doing seminars and mm -hmm. um, sales training and you know, like nobody questions people selling sales training. That's the funniest thing. Right. You know, anyone, mm -hmm. everyone questions people selling how to make money training because like, hey, you know, why would you be teaching a business model? Why would you not be doing it? Or There's, books, like yeah, books, on how books to make are the money. oldest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hundreds of years. People yeah. have been buying knowledge for years. So when you look at people selling, you know, training online and whether that's how to build a YouTube mm -hmm. or that's how to build an Amazon business or that's how to, you know, build an ATM business, it's been going on for years. So never get turned off by that. I spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on training seminars events mm -hmm. before I ever actually made six figures which is you know over the course of like four or five years I spent that but um so let's talk about this so to start YouTube if you were to do it again what do you think are the first six seven th seven things you would do you know like okay first thing share yourself show your face all right that's something that I didn't do for many years because honestly I was just scared to put myself out there but the moment that I started sharing myself I saw my, I saw everything go up. The subscribers go up, the views go up. I mean, I, I was getting views before when I was doing the reviews, but because I wasn't like a personal brand, people weren't following me. 
they're right. like, oh, I like your content, but you know, I, I don't know who well, you why are. Why would I stick so. around? So they're not exactly. subscribing. They're, just, so they're not subscribing. Because yeah. of your keywords and the exactly. topics. Okay. Exactly. I'm going to cut you one second, mm-hmm. though. A lot of people are going to have this misconception when they listen to this. Because you said, hey, I was making good money with affiliate marketing, and then I built the personal brand. Mm-hmm. Do you think someone, to build a personal brand online right now with YouTube or Instagram, do you think they already need to be rich and have no. Lambos? Not at all. That's what Not everyone thinks. That's why people are scared yeah. to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. They think, hey, you know, Jeff only built his personal brand. You know, Odie only built his personal brand because now they have a Lambo. Yeah. And it's it's so far from the Yeah, I, I wish that I started it when I was going through that journey when I was in college before I dropped out of UCLA because I was doing all these things in real life, but I wasn't documenting it. And that's an issue because now I can't go back. You know what I mean? When I started my journey. Now all your content has to have a lamp. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I can't go. I can't step down. You know, it's only up from here. That's a stressful thing to think about. Mm, That's true. As an influencer, we have to continually level up our content. Yeah. And once you reach a certain point, like I can't. Like, for example, you know, people go buy their first dream car. Like you bought. Was the Lambo your first one? Um, first I got a 911 Turbo um, over a year ago, and then I got a the Lambo, the Superleggera. Um, I had an orange one. Uh, it was the end of last year, and then I just got this twin turbo one. This like, is three your months baby. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool because now you're at a point where if you buy another car, nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing. You're expected to get cool cars. You're yeah. Rich. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And some people, they lose the entire game because they're playing this keeping up with the Joneses type thing. Yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they just keep upgrading, but they're not, you see diminishing returns. Yeah, they're not, they're not seeing mean? a, I like, guess to a certain point where it doesn't really do much for your brand. Yeah. I see a lot of these other guys, um, like on YouTube, and they blow up really, really fast, you know, 30K subs, 20K subs. And buy like, like a BMW. Yeah, and they're like 18 and, years old. And then it's like, they buy yeah. like a BMW, and then they're like, yeah, an and like I-8 two or a V8 R8. Yeah, and within like two months, they're like, I, I'm gonna get a Huracan, and I'm yeah, gonna do yeah, this, yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. do that. And I'm like, but for what? Yeah. You literally, like, they think if they just buy a new car like every two months, yeah. or they, they go drop, uh, you know, the bag at freaking Louis Vuitton, and they flex <laughs> with it, that it's gonna actually help the brand. And I think, so a lot of people, they build a brand based around providing value and giving people information they wanna hear. And then it kind of lose that sense and start mm, going into true. flex, 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 thinking it's a, that's what's going to produce results. Exactly. Just because they see the people who have crazy massive results have that sort of lifestyle. In reality, that lifestyle was created based off them building the business, based mm. off them providing value, based off them doing that for the brand. And that's why they have a lifestyle, not because the lifestyle got them there. Yeah, they, they lose focus. And when you lose focus on what's pushing that bottom line, that's where you're, you lose your business. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, it's cool to have monetary goals like, you know, getting a Lambo and, you know, people yeah. love, love that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did it. I, I, ch- I chased the dream for a Lambo for like two years. And I, yeah. you know, for me, it was like, oh, I want, you know, a certain amount of money in the bank before I get one. I want a certain amount of assets. And, you know, then I got it. I was like, it's a car. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just a toy. You know yeah. what I mean? That's something I, even me as like a car lover, like diehard, I don't forget that it's just, you know, it's just a toy at the end of the day. And, um, you know, there are things in life that are way more important than any car. And the, the key is to be happy and confident without the Lambo. If you can reach that, then you'll find peace. But if you need the Lambo to feel confident, to feel powerful, right. then that's when you're not actually, um, you know, at peace with yourself. Right. You know? Jo- you know, Josh and I bought the Bentley and I was like, dude, I don't even need the Lambo. <laughs> I was like, I, was like yeah. I had it for so long. Yeah. It doesn't help the brand at all. You know? Yeah. So anyways, let's get back into building YouTube. Okay. Um, and we can compare that to Instagram for you guys listening. Um, so yeah, let's go back to how to start it. So obviously okay. you just said you don't need the money. Yeah, you don't. You should honestly just be authentic. 
that's that's probably my second point is um, other than sharing your face, sharing your you know actual um, you know as a personal brand, you also need to just be straight up, be raw, be authentic, and don't play this game of like trying to exaggerate or trying to look better than you are. Um, just be you. You know what I mean? And people will connect with that. They'll feel that. You know what I mean? Right. People feel the authenticity through the camera. Um, and, you know, I see too many people who try to be bigger, like bigger than themselves, right. at least on camera. You right. know what I mean? But the problem is uh, you're, you're not connecting with people unless you allow yourself to be real, be vulnerable, be imperfect. You know, you know what I mean? For me, when I first started trying to build a personal brand, you know, two, almost three years ago, I saw how you know amazing it seemed like all these other big guys personal brands were and I tried to like imitate that you know uh -huh. so I, yeah, I, I, so I, I tried to <laughs> I tried to be like sound a certain way I tried to be like you know sound all professional and, and then I was just yeah, like I didn't feel comfortable and then I would, I would be nervous on camera and I just didn't feel myself and then I just started stop giving a fuck started yeah dropping cuss words because that's how I talk in real life I just started being real started being honest if I stutter it's like oh, da, 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 and we good I'm not cutting that out keep it rolling <laughs> you know so like once I really started being myself and you know, just not like honestly, just completely not giving a fuck what anybody thinks. Like I started seeing more people become more loyal to my brand. More people mm. say, like, "Hey, Josh, like I actually like fuck with you. I actually like mm. you. You're a cool person. You're a cool dude." And I resonate with what you're talking about. You know, and mm -hmm. it's crazy that the literally the brand loyalty, how much it changed when I just decided just to be myself. You know, yeah. stop trying to be perfect. You know, literally say, "I think what is it? Uh, imperfection is perfection." Mm -hmm. So, what type of content do you think is good to build a brand around nowadays? That's it, the hard part for yeah, most people. Yeah, that's tough because there's there's two main ways you can go about it. One is like entertainment. You know, that'd be like vlogging and just doing crazy stuff like, like pranks. pranks yeah. Exactly. The other one would be because most of my videos, you know, in the entrepreneurship niche, it's not really entertainment. It's more for like information, knowledge. And, well, we're in a weird we're in a weird space when it comes to entrepreneurship because mm. I think all three of us have a similar style where we're we're infotainment. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> sit there and sit at the desk with the white background, yeah, every yeah, video yeah, and say, exactly. "Hey guys, here's how we're gonna make money today." <laughs> like, yeah. we just all kind of live life and we try to bring value to people. Um, but so, like, so we got what well, we got entertainment. Mm -hmm. Obviously, most people watching this are in the business niche, um, and I'm just like, for me, like, I've wanted to get into YouTube, right? This mm -hmm. is just me being honest on the podcast. Is I've wanted to get into YouTube, I just don't know if I can make enough content. Yeah, I mean, I struggled before I got a team. I literally was uploading once every like two months. I would go like I so went. You have a full team. Well, I have two. I have two people helping me now with okay. the videos. So now we're doing two uploads a week, and I never could dream of doing this by myself. <laughs> so do they help never. you come up with like content ideas? I come up with the ideas. They help with the execution. I, I, I know how you do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. I don't know how the daily vloggers do it. You yeah. know, what I mean, I see I those guys. I can't even come up with an Instagram <laughs> caption every day. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. That's why I don't post on Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's tough. You need to develop a system, and you know, you need to spend some time to brainstorm a bunch of content ideas, and then figure out, hey, on Monday I'm gonna film this. I'm gonna edit it or get get it edited, and it's gonna be uploaded on Thursday morning. And then you just need to stick to that. And really just plan it out. You know what I mean? It's it took me so long to get to this point of actually consistent uploads. So yeah. I think I mean, one of the tough. things for me, I used to go really, really heavy on YouTube. I haven't posted uh -huh. in like four or five months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when I was going heavy on YouTube and I had momentum and I was growing, um, I try to find like a very broad area, very broad niche, and then I would just break it down to as many different single niches as possible mm -hmm. and dive into one topic and give as much detail as I can on that one topic. 
because it's very easy for me to talk about like something very broad yeah. and just go on and on and on and on and on. But then it's like, holy fuck, I gave so much value. What the hell do I talk about in the next post or the next video or the next you know, podcast? So now it's like, well, let me just single out one thing and give as much uh, information as I possibly can on that. Give examples, maybe bring on people with different stories mm-hmm. that, you know, and show people how they can actually implement that one thing. And then the next video will show something else. The next video will show something else. So then if people are actually tuning into all my content. They can put together all of it and make more sense. And they have tons of different, you know, scenarios and ideas of how they can actually implement it compared to like me just saying like step one, step two, step three, step four, step five is breaking down each one. So I think that that's what's helped me do it when I have momentum. Do yeah. you think that someone should go out and get decent at something before they start building a YouTube? Like, yeah, yeah, you I can't think just so. make content, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right on YouTube, yeah. you just can't make content and expect to like blow up. I mean, it will eventually happen. Mm-hmm. If you're consistent, I think YouTube is one of the one things. If you're consistent long enough, it yes. happens. Yeah. Yes, no matter I've seen what, it time and time again. No matter what you're good at, it happens. Exactly. But so for all these people listening, do they need to go out and find something that they you know find? Not let's not say passionate about. That's a mm-hmm. cheesy thing to do because I'm not passionate about drop shipping. I don't give <laughs> yeah. a shit. But it's a great way to make money. <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly. why I'm into it. I'm yeah. passionate about helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they need to go find something they enjoy and that they can educate on. Do you think? Yeah. Or unless they just go the entertainment route. Yeah, exactly. So those exactly. are the two ways you could go. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I, I totally think that, you know, you should work on yourself first. Like now I don't, I'm not saying you have to be perfect when you come into the YouTube game. Cause come on, everyone's first video is just like, it's always garbage. Gar- Mine is you know pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on Instagram once for a bit though. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, so, I could talk on Facebook live for like three hours. <laughs> So, yeah, when you come into it, you got to have some sort of edge. And that edge doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, I'm a multimillionaire or anything crazy like that. It can just be like, I know a lot about this one topic, this one niche. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And by sharing that, then that's how you can kind of like build that community, build the audience. And, you know, over time, you have to be consistent. That's the the one key thing with YouTube. You know, there's a lot of good things about being an influencer, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of garbage that comes with it. Um, oh yeah, and a lot of stress. Have, like, have you had any times where you're just like, "Yo, I wish like I didn't blow up like this." Of course, this? yeah. Because see, the thing is with me is before I started doing the personal brand stuff, I was already successful, relatively. You know, you what had I mean? your money. Yeah, I was already making a thousand dollars a day profit, passive income. Nice. Websites I didn't touch for over a year. <clears throat> they still pay you now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And I was already doing really well, um, and I would have. I would, I would be able to get to the level that I am today, but it'd probably take a little longer uh, because the personal brand did help speed things up. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, um, if you're buying, if you bought two Lambos in one year, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with that being said, I always think about, hey, you know, sometimes it would have been nice to just go back to when I was anonymous and no one even knew what my face looked like. Because like you guys said, you know, I don't get recognized as much as you guys, but I do get recognized every now and then. And it's just kind of weird that we're getting this sort of like, you know, celebrity status when we're not like celebrities. We're not, we haven't been like, you know, like on movies and stuff like that, right. but, but people look up to us, which is just such a weird thing. And because of social media, I spent a lot of time thinking about this, but we're, there, there's people who are becoming famous who would have just been a normal person like 10 or 20 years ago. No, you yeah. Know what I mean, like yeah. I think about that all the time. So like we all would have just been normal people. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had any weird experiences? Cause like we, me, me and Jeff, we had times where we'll go out to a club and people will like follow us. You might us listen, in. bro. I don't know. They'll follow us in and sit at a table and we'll be like, like okay, so, wait, so, who is this so dude? I'll like, tell you the story. I'll make yeah. it quick. So this guy, 
I think it was in my birthday party. And this happened multiple times. Similar stories, by the way. Yeah. So this was the weirdest one for me, though. This guy, I, I don't do Shopify, right? So let's just, I'll put that out there first. This guy shows up. Josh and I are hanging out, me, Josh, and Nick, um, and a bunch of friends are hanging out at a club for my birthday. And some guy comes up to me in the VIP area. I have no idea how he got back there. He, like, like climbed over ropes and went to the back door of the club, whatever. And he came up to me and asked me how he could blow up his Shopify store. <laughs> And, you know, Nick's kind of like my big brother, and he saw that. And I was already kind of like, you know, tipsy. It's my birthday. I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. And he stopped the guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, don't do that here. He's like, that's a yeah. little weird, my yeah. guy. And the guy goes, okay, no worries, no worries. Continues to walk over to my table and pours himself a drink out of our bottles. What? <laughs> that's, like, that's like some random guy walking into your house, right? Yeah. yeah. Opening your fridge and drinking your orange juice. <laughs> and that's expensive bottles right there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that drink's like 30 <laughs> bucks, 45 bucks. This, this actually happened the other day. We went to uh, one of the openings that we were doing. We just partnered up with the uh, Envy Lounge. We had like, mm. this big you know, opening day or whatever. And my uh, camera guy, Steven, actually came up to me. And he's like, yo, do you know this kid? <laughs> And he points, and I look over, and there's just some kid, like, sitting down, like, at our group, like, in between some of the girls. And everyone's, like, looking at him kind of weird. And I'm like, no. He's like, he said he knows you. I'm like, I've never seen him in my life. <laughs> and, like, obviously, you know, I want to be nice. I want to go meet people. I want to talk to people. But, like, when we have, like, a private, again, VIP space, and you're just kind of... the only time I miss being anonymous. Yeah, like, this is, this is our time. Like, this is not our time to share with everybody. This is our private time. And there's just people inside our private area hanging out with people who, like, are our personal friends. It gets a little bit awkward and creepy, yeah. especially because this dude. I remember him. Uh, I remember him actually going up to uh, somebody and, and asking, like, "Yo, like, this is my buddy Eric." He's like, "Yo, where's Eric? Eric, where's oh, Eric?" Yeah, that did happen. Yeah, and I didn't remember. <laughs> I didn't know if he was like talking about like I didn't know who he was. So I didn't know if he meant like Eric from the club or Eric. Like, I'm like Eric who, man? Like Eric who? <laughs> he's like, just Eric. I need Eric. And I was like, kind of like tripping out. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he's like, "Hello, Eric, uh, Levano, the ATM guy." And I was like, oh, he's in a private section, but you're not going to be able to go back there. That's our private section. <laughs> and I walked back to the table, and the kid's sitting there. Oh, no <laughs> You know, way. and it's just like. For the, the, wor- the weirdest know? one for us is when a Postmate delivery person recognizes us. Oh, that's weird. And they're weird. like, yeah, they come to the door. They're like, Jeff. And I was like, no. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, this, oh, I'm no. in pajamas getting food. So, like, have you had anything strange like that? Honestly, uh, I've been lucky because I'm I'm relatively new to the whole personal brand thing, so I feel like not a lot of people know about me yet. But you do you do have a big following though. Yeah, yeah. So I you know I've I've been recognized, but it's mostly been positive. I mean, I could totally see stuff like that happening, and that's why I wish sometimes that I would be anonymous because then right. you know you wouldn't have to deal with any of that. But the pros outweigh the outweigh the cons. I think. You oh know, yeah. I think we can agree. You know, people think we're on this all for the business and to make money, being a personal brand, and. I think at the end of the day, I think we all re- recognize we have a responsibility to like get information out there. Mm-hmm. Like I could make millions of dollars a year and stay at home in my PJs all day just doing drop shipping. Like I really can, but I choose to be on social media and I choose to mm-hmm. you know create students and help people and travel the world with people, make friends and network with people like you, um, because we kind of have a responsibility to all the people that didn't find the information. Yeah, right. It's a moral obligation. I feel like in the, in the world we live today... But it doesn't mean I'm not going to get paid off it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, because we're obviously... Your, you know, your time is worth, you know, money. Exactly. But I just feel like, you know, in today's world, with all these things going on and all these, you know, advancements that are going by really fast, they without influencers, you know, influencing the amount, the type of information people get and consume, 
that there would be a huge, huge generational gap of people, you know, in the lower class and the upper class because uh, these people just weren't, you know, lucky enough, blessed enough to receive that information yeah. and this small percentage were. So by influencers, you know, spreading that information, I think, you know, we're more likely to close that, that gap yep. and more people are more likely to succeed because, you know, there's so many people who probably could have succeeded, probably could have became millionaires, probably could have made six figures. But they just never got introduced. They yeah. would have had the work ethic. They would have, you know, had the grind. But they just never ever even knew about it. So it's not possible to achieve. I mean, look at me. I was a pro jujitsu fighter, and that's a crazy. Pro video gamer. Yeah. Boy, that's crazy. No, I didn't yeah. Know, I didn't know the video game thing. Yeah, I just I, that's Josh. I'll disappear for three days sometimes. <laughs> um, but you know, I just I lucky I found the information. So let's do this. Talk to me about passive income. I know that's what your like favorite thing to do is yep. the, way, the way you like to make money. Obviously, is something that you do once right yeah a little bit of effort exactly you know, a couple hours a day from like one month will pay you for the next 10 years so like, exactly. talk to me about that so when i got started i tried a bunch of different things you know what i mean and i was just looking for ways to make money online like everyone else is and i stumbled upon affiliate marketing and with affiliate marketing can you explain that one more time so people just understand what you're talking oh, about of course yeah so affiliate marketing is just referrals basically when someone does like a tech review and they have an amazon link in the description um, chances are that is an affiliate link and every time you click that and you purchase anything within 24 hours that person gets a commission off of what uh, you just bought so I fell in love with that model because I discovered Amazon Associates and I was already doing you know I started to do those reviews and I started to make some money with Amazon Associates um, you know promoting these headphones and different studio gear and then from there I actually discovered some other products out there and some digital products and services like email marketing software that they're willing to pay like $30, $50, $100 for every customer you can push towards them and that signs up with um, their, you know, their software. So I just fell in love with that because what I could do is I could create, let's say like a website and you could review, let's say the top email marketing software. And on that website, you're basically promoting all these different affiliate offers, or I guess like the, you know, the software. Right. And then every time someone clicks and becomes a customer, then you're earning money off every single one. And on certain um, affiliate programs, there's monthly recurring revenue too. So if someone is paying 100 bucks a month, you may be able to receive 30 bucks a month from their subscription for as long as they are a customer, which right. could be a lifetime. Right. You know? So I fell in love with this whole model because what I liked is I didn't have any of my own products, I didn't have any of my own customers, and I didn't have to deal with customer service, refunds, chargebacks, Overhead. any of that. Right. And I didn't have to answer emails too. So back in 2017, um, when I was living that passive income lifestyle that you know a lot of people like, they want, but to be honest with you, it's not as cool as it, it seems because you get very complacent, you get real lazy. Um, I mean, I was I was yeah, playing video know, games all day. If you know <laughs> you have fifteen thousand dollars coming in every month, exactly. What's yeah. the point of pushing it to twenty? Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's tough too because the the more successful you get, the more comfortable you get too. So it's hard to push from let's say you know um, twenty thousand to thirty thousand to fifty thousand to a hundred thousand. I mean, it happens, but like you you're gonna have to work towards it, you know. Right. But if you you're making twenty k a month, you know, like you're, I you're feel chilling. like to level up your income, especially when it's passive, is mm. something that like you just have to want something else yeah like you can't like the things you wanted and the, the things you wanted to get that required a twenty thousand dollar monthly income once you get them there has to be that phase where you're like chilling yeah do you understand so like yeah like if your goal is twenty thousand and you reach it you're gonna have a chilling phase yeah. that's always how it is 
if your goal is 100,000 and you reach 20,000, you know you're not going to chill because that's why it's always good to set goals higher. But like for mm. the Lambo, I don't you don't need $100,000 a month to buy the Lambo he bought. No. You don't need that type of income. So if the only goal he had was to get a Lambo, he knows he could put 50 grand down. He knows his payments are 2 or 3 grand. So you can say, "Hey, I just need to make 20 grand a month." And then if that was your only goal, that you would have been cool and been complacent with it until you found something else. And yeah. obviously you have much bigger goals than just a Lamborghini. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at first when you get started, those are things that motivate you, you know, especially if you're a young guy like us, like you look at the supercars, you look at the lifestyle and you're like, I want that. Right. And then one day, you know, if you're lucky, you do get it, but then you realize it's not what, you know, it's not everything that you expected. It's not, it's not enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's never enough. Yeah. Exactly. It's never enough. And that's, that's the issue is that, you know, when your goals are more like materialistic, when you get these things, you'll feel empty because yeah. You know, if you're relying on other things like these objects to make you happy, then you're not actually happy. What, I, what I figured out for me is because I thought the same thing. I'm like, you know, when I get this, I'm going to be set. Exactly. When I do this, I'm going to be fired up. I'm exactly. be All I need to do happy. is make 100 grand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm going to yeah. be fired yeah, exactly. up. And then once I started getting all these things, and it's funny because I remember Jess a bit older than me and he's done this a lot earlier. He'd tell me like, look, bro, it's just this, it's just that. And I was like, nah, bro, I'm going I'm to be stoked, bro. Trust me. Like, it's different. Like, I love cars. Like, I'm, when I get this car, I'll, I'm done. I'm cool. Yeah. You know, and then as I actually get there and then I'm there for a while, I'm like, ah, I, I, I need something else. And me and Jeff, we had so many talks where we sit down and we're like, like what is it that we're searching? And I think in mm -hmm. the last six months, I kind of realized one of the biggest things for me. So one, obviously it's helping people seeing other people grow, yeah. but it's just growth in general. Yeah. So for example, like I see myself level up, you know, physically, I'm getting mm -hmm. stronger in the gym or I'm getting smarter, I'm learning new things, I'm listening to new podcasts or I'm meeting more people, I'm expanding my network. Um, you know, I, I learn you know, little things of a different language or, you know, mm -hmm. I travel and I experience new experiences. All these things that contribute growth to me personally as you know who I am, yeah. the things that you know can't be taken away from me, I realized those actually make me happiest. And obviously all the material things are cool as yeah. well. And some of them are, end up being tools. Cars end up being tools for networking. Uh, the way you mm. dress can be a tool for networking because that can you know determine if somebody approaches you or not. Mm. So all those things are still cool. But again, those just all contribute back to the main thing for me, which was growth. So I don't know where you find your like happiness and fulfillment, but that was mine. Yeah, I mean, what we're talking about for the most part is just a financial goal, but that's not what makes up, you know, your life. Your life, you know, you have relationships and you have your health, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people who are super rich, but they have terrible relationships or they have terrible health. They're in right. terrible shape, you know what I mean? But they're, they're filthy rich, right. right? And to me, that's not, that's just not the goal. You know, money is not enough. Obviously, you know, we like to make money and we're good at it. Mm -hmm. But for me, um, it's like you said, it's growth. It's like, I need to level up in all aspects of my life, not just the financial game. But once you get that down pat, then it's it's a little easier to get into the other things. Good and ones, yeah. I think you should take care of that first. You know, I mean, especially if you're a young guy, take care of you know, your finances and stuff first. Then you can go after everything else. Right. Um, but people just yeah. think, yeah, I'm gonna get rich and my problems are gonna be solved. Exactly. Making money is just never a one-time thing. Yeah. You know what? It's yeah. just never gonna end. The thing is, is you just need to you have your bills are every single month. You need to get paid every single month, and that's the damn goal. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, most of you guys are tuning into the dropout degree because you're younger. I mean, there might be some 60, 50 year olds on here, but I feel like the majority mm -hmm. of you I'm speaking to under 30 are under 30. You guys are on here because you're young and we're in a different generation. We don't need to make money the same. You know, mm -hmm. you come on here and you hear all these people speaking about making, you know, insane amounts of money um, at a young age, doing things online, using the Internet. And it's just different. It's different, and once you grasp your head, your you know your brain around the fact that it's possible, right? It's possible for all of this. You know, if you listen to Odie, like he's not, 
a super genius. You might be <laughs> yeah. really good at math, but you know, I don't know. I don't I'm actually know not. No, I'm terrible. I wish. <laughs> um, but you know, he might be a science major. You never know. But he's not a. He's not. A, we're not. We don't have Einstein on the podcast, yeah. and neither do Josh and I. And you all listening to this need to understand that income is not impossible, right? Mm. It's just a harder thing to achieve than you know being able to bench press 25 more pounds yeah. you know you could go to the gym mm. and get that up in a month this is not something you're going to do in a month this is something that's mm. going to take a couple of years how long is this journey you said eight years yeah right yeah, you, yeah eight I, years i when i was uh 19 but before that you know i was obviously interested i was reading um and then i officially started like with my first business when i was 19 i'm 25 now it so took that years. long yeah so it six took years six from, years to see success six from, years from the first step yeah wow exactly for me I didn't make six figures, um, and you know that's six years for him to be where he's at now, like probably a multimillionaire, right? Yeah, I don't like to use those terms. No worries, but. no worries. <laughs> um, and you know, for me, for me to make my first six figures, it took me what? It was twenty-one, so three and a half years. It took me three and a half years to make my first hundred thousand dollars, like legit profit a year. Yeah. But then once I did that, I was like, oh, this is easy. It's a numbers yeah. game, right? Right, right. Yeah. You know, I saw Josh go from like ten thousand dollars a month to a hundred thousand dollars a month to you know you know skyrocketing because like six seven months <laughs> well because number one you had the right mentors, mentors dude. yeah mm. you had the right mentors and then you, you just took advantage of opportunity that's yep. all it was josh josh could do it josh did it way faster than us you know <laughs> i'm older you know odie's older than me it's weird did i i saw your age on your instagram bio a second ago and i was like damn he's old 25 then i was like fuck i'm 24 this year <laughs> i was like damn I know, dude yeah sometimes i feel like a grandpa compared to like the young the youngins you know what i mean by the same time still Josh young can't even drink <laughs> oh wait yeah <laughs> <laughs> wink wink um so cool man well if you have anything else to say i feel like we took enough of these people's times tonight i think you dropped a lot of value and you know, it's cool, you guys. You know, it doesn't always have to be a podcast of us, like, just nonstop being aggressive, dropping value. Like, yeah. this is something where you guys can realize that we're all normal people. We're all here yeah. to see you guys succeed. You know, Odie's a beast. You go to his YouTube. What is it? Uh, just ODI Productions. ODI on Productions mm -hmm. on YouTube. Also, Instagram It's probably the same thing. Yep. Is there an Instagram? Oh, is there an underscore? No. Yeah, ODI underscore Productions. Okay. So, for his YouTube, it's ODI Productions. Super simple. And on his Instagram, it's ODI underscore pro uh, Productions. Um... How, how much horsepower does your Lambo have, bro? <laughs> uh, you know, a thousand to the wheels on pump, twelve fifty on race gas. <laughs> God, AKA super fucking fast. <laughs> Crazy man. All right, well, final words, Josh. Um, I'll just like to say one, thank you for tuning in. If you guys made it this far, um, number two, if you guys got value from this podcast, I'd like you guys to go comment on um, ODI Productions Instagram and mine and Jeff's Instagram as well, Jet Flight and at Bunt. And just comment one thing that you took away from this podcast that you enjoyed. Um, if you haven't left a review yet, go leave a review. Uh, make sure to tune in, follow OD Productions. Um, expect a lot more content to be coming out. We're going to be uh, getting a full podcast studio and a bunch of stuff set up very soon. Yeah, um, so, so our plan for these podcasts is obviously you guys heard the audio quality level up insane amounts since you know Josh was alone. We invested a lot in a, in a you know, nice setup and everything. Now we're moving into an office. We're going to get a full podcast studio so you guys will be able to see um you know as we're doing these interviews obviously the podcast right now we're only on itunes so you know we're trying to stay around 30 to 45 minutes as we move to a video setup where we're going to have you know you guys be able to see these see these people like Odie in real life talk to us hang out with us um we'll move to like a one or two hour podcast we have tons of topics we have tons of time we can go over everything um so there's a lot in store for the dropout degree uh, we just really appreciate you guys listening and you know really just 
focusing on what we have to say. This is the only podcast right now that is quality coming out from young people. It's mm-hmm. the only place you're going to get it. It's the only place. Everything else is old people who are going to scream motivation at you. They're going <laughs> to scream. They're going to scream at you saying, "Hey, you know, work hard. You don't either give up. Oh, you either got you either got work really hard, don't give up, or you got, you know, you got time and you're going to find the right business, just chill." <laughs> it, obviously, it's in the middle of the two. Yeah. Is, these guys are always these these older guys on these podcasts are always spitting out like super far random ends ends of the spectrum. Either really trying to motivate you or making you feel like you're all right where you're at. Um, and then you got some people telling you you just need to fucking hustle and don't do anything, don't <laughs> smoke weed, don't live life, don't talk to people, <laughs> don't party, don't travel, don't do anything, <laughs> guys. There's something that we we're onto something here for a reason. You know, all these people are here living life. Odie's here living life, driving a Lambo. These old guys will tell you. These old podcast guys will tell you. Don't don't buy exotics. Don't live your life. <laughs> don't do it. What you want me to buy a Lambo when I'm 60? <laughs> like no, we're doing it when we're young so uh-huh. that we get the experiences. So we have the kids. We don't need a Lambo. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're the, we're gonna be the number one place for you know you guys to come for young, real, real talk, motivation from people actually doing it, not people that did it in you know the space age, like fucking <laughs> stone age, dude. Like like it's real talk. Like these like I just get upset when all these podcasts are coming out and these guys are like, I built a hundred million dollar business, and it was it was like some of them. It's got not a, relevant to got a couple million dollar business handed to them by their parents and they took yeah. it to 30 million. That's so different than yeah. going from zero to 45,000 a month. Like, right. That's a whole different ball game. Right. And, you know, it's just, it's just the guys didn't live in our realm. And so we have to live in our realm. We have to obsess about what we obsess about. We have to make money the way we can make money and what's the opportunities available to us. And you hear Odie started from nothing. All he did is review products and <laughs> you know, he built a massive passive income based on just that or did you do other things too? Uh, I mean, I went to other niches. So like I mentioned, the digital web services, but that's basically it. It's affiliate marketing. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? He built a massive passive income, then took that income, built a personal brand, mm-hmm. now inspires thousands and thousands, 150,000 people, plus another 20,000 on Instagram precisely. Plus 26 million <laughs> views. <laughs> yeah, 26 million people have viewed his stuff, and he's allowed to do that because of internet income, because of YouTube. All these other guys that you know speak motivation and talk business, like what we bring to you guys is a level of realness that's mm-hmm. like, this guy didn't. Your pam, your family's probably not rich, is it? No, no, no. You're the you're the you're the black sheep. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same with me. And I'll yeah. tell you what. There's no filter on this podcast. There's no like a lot of. I feel like a lot of the other podcasts, people hold back where they don't say yeah. everything, or they are really careful what they say to not piss off the following or not you know give the wrong impression. And like we're just pretty much straight up. <laughs> like I would, I would have the same conversation with somebody in real life, you know? No, we just were talking about that. Like we were literally talking exactly like we just had this conversation before we started recording. Yeah, yeah And that's exactly. because we want to bring the real Odie to you. We, won't, uh-huh. we don't want to bring face number three of Odie, you know? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you guys so much. We're out. Catch you later. <laughs>